Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yellowsby Spurs Cast, episode 566. My name is Paul Garcia, and I am your host here on the Spurs Cast. Today, I'll be going, I'll be speaking with Project Spurs' founder, Michael DeLeon. Mike, it's been a really long time since I've uh, since we've, we've recorded a Spurs Cast episode. Just the Spurs Cast in general was left behind back in 2019. Uh, I kind of let the listeners know that I would be, we would be out for a while just because, you know, enjoy the holiday. Hopefully, all of you listeners did enjoy the holiday break. But, uh, Mike, we're back now. 2020 is here. Um, you know, the Spurs are back in the playoff picture as of, as of right now that you and I are recording this on a um, on a Tuesday evening. Uh, how, how has your break been? And what do you think about, you know, where the Spurs are right now? It was good. It was really good to have all that. Uh, family time and uh, over the holidays and things like that. And uh, it was good to just sit back and watch a few games also. Cause, you know, a lot of times, uh, sometimes I, I, I'll catch bits and pieces here. I'll watch the whole game, but then it's it's uh, based on something else. So it's kind of cool to sit back and watch it. And, you know, we'll see where it's going. It's one of the, this, this season has been one of those where it's like, um, I, I was writing the other day, that the Spurs season has been like when, like an EKG like chart or something. It's like up and down, up and down. Like just when they get like a statement win, then, you know, they'll lose to a team that they're not supposed to. So we'll see how that trend, if that trend continues into this new year. Yeah, so definitely. Um, and, you know, like you mentioned, just like an up and down season. And really, you just kind of d- defined their, their last day games. So, so I'm just going to kind of go through the last day games, how they performed because since I last recorded uh, with the Spurs. So they lose to the Clippers um, at home. They got blown out. Then they beat the Grizzlies in a blowout in Memphis. They actually blow out the Grizzlies. They lose to the Mavs pretty bad. Uh, you know, they're kind of competitive. Then they, they fell out of place there. They lost on the road to Dallas. They beat Detroit at home uh, really um convincingly they they, they they basically killed the Pistons by a lot of points uh they beat the Warriors in a tough game but they, they end up holding on for the win they lose to the Thunder which that one I think I want to say that it's been a while now but I think San Antonio kind of had the lead and the momentum in most of that game and then they lost it there in the fourth quarter I think yeah yeah that's the game where Chris Paul and Shea, uh, SG, SGA Shea Godis Alexandric um went, went crazy in the second half uh then they lose on the road to Milwaukee which was kind of expected even though they did have a good three quarters against the Bucks and then most recently the Spurs are the first below 500 team this season to beat the Bucks, and they beat Milwaukee in San Antonio on the road, uh, where San Antonio kind of had momentum and, and kind of controlled the game. They were up by 19 at one point, then they ended up going up by 22 in the fourth, and, and really Coach Bud had to take out some of the starters and, and call it a night for an early night for for the Bucks. So um, I know that's a lot of information, Mike. The Spurs are four and four in the last five. I mean, last eight. Uh, and they're a 15 and 20 team right now. Uh, if the season ended today, they would be in the playoffs, even though they are below 500. Luckily for them, the uh, whole West at the bottom has really stunk this year. So, so San Antonio has a chance there. Um, let's let's spend some time here though, because I know that I, I listed a bunch of games. Let's let's spend some time on the on the Bucks game from from uh, Tuesday night. I mean, from Monday night. So the Spurs get this win, 126-104. Uh, like I mentioned, it by 22 points. 
Uh, DeMar DeRozan's leading scorer with 25 points. Uh, he's continuing to play really well uh, lately. We're going to get into some of these numbers a little bit later, where now that LaMarcus is kind of spreading the floor and DeJounte and all these other players, uh, DeRozan can basically go one-on-one against players or, or just get into the lane and create for others or score at the rim. And you're seeing his uh, his accuracy at the rim really increase. Uh, he's pretty he's pretty much the only one taking a lot more mid-range jumpers than the, than the rest of the team, but he's actually making them pretty well. Um, aside from, from DeRozan, Patty Mills is really strong off the bench at 21 points. Um, Points and six made three pointers. He's now first on the team in three point makes, passing Brent Forbes. Uh, Rudy Gay has a strong performance off the bench with 17 points. And then Lamarcus Aldridge, who we're going to spend a big segment of this podcast on, uh, finishes with 17 points on 10 shots um, offensively. So let's first focus on the offense here. What did you think about this game where the Spurs made a season high 19 three pointers? That was really surprising. I, I couldn't have predicted that. But we start to see a little bit, and we'll go into this a little bit more. We start to see a little bit of a trend, yes. Um, you know, with with, with Aldridge, but then some of the other guys that were scoring, and then uh, like, you know, Brent got the start, but he wasn't extremely helpful in that category. I know a lot of people on Twitter made that you know big point of, of uh, discussing that, and so they also got some threes from some surprise places. I saw Dejounte knock a few down that I was surprised about, and. and it's kind of like what people have been wanting to see, and even though they they don't it doesn't seem like they have the personnel, they were able to do it against what the, the league's like best team right now. So that was just kind of surprising. But we, we kind of saw a little bit of that, I think, on um, what was it the the game before that on the Phil's um, Saturday uh, against the Bucks, where we started mm-hmm. seeing where they were able to get some some of those shots, but then they were being turned away at the rim. So the outside um, shot was working better for them. And they just seem to, I guess, adjust to that for um, last night's game and, and really try to, to work on that. So it's really good to see. I mean, obviously, Patty, when he has a big game like that, you expect that he's definitely knocking down some of those threes. But it was good to see some of these guys get going and, uh, you know, while being able to still hold some of the Bucks players, uh, you know, below their normal averages. Yeah, for sure. Now let's focus on the defense because I think this is a real big key of why San Antonio won. Aside from the you know the hot shooting night from from three and from from just jumpers overall, the Spurs their defense is really good in this game. They they hold the Bucks to one one hundred four points, uh, which is you know which is really good. I mean the Spurs don't typically hold a lot of teams under one hundred ten, and this is a one hundred four night. You know you look at Giannis's stat line: twenty four points, 10, 12 rebounds, um, eight assists. You know that looks really great, but then you look at the, the the type of shots he had to make and just the amount of shots, and it's not really good. He went zero five from three. The Spurs continue to just dare him to shoot threes um you know it paid off in that first game saturday night but overall you know it, it worked out for pop where where he uh where Giannis missed all five of his threes he basically took 22 shots just to get his 24 points the spurs did a great job of not putting him on the free throw line which is where he got a lot of his points from in that game saturday only four free throw attempts for Giannis, and, and really it was the spurs strategy so so their strategy was uh we're gonna sacrifice some threes and some other players getting hot at the expense of, 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 I mean, I mean, not the expense, but of the gamble of trying to sh- slow down Giannis and really limit him. And it worked. I mean, they really had LaMarcus guarding him for most of the possessions in the half court. And what they would do is they'd have multiple defenders, almost like the other, it's almost like a, like if you remember the mighty ducks, like that V formation oh, yeah. where like Giannis has it at the top of the arc. Yeah. And then it's like LaMarcus guarding him. And, and first of all, LaMarcus is basically backing off him like, you know, four feet because he's, he's daring him to shoot the three or, or the mid range jumper. 
But then not only that, you have DeJounte, you have Trey Lyles, you have DeRozan or, or Forbes or whoever, Lonnie was in the game. They, they're like all kind of flanking around around LaMarcus to almost make like a V formation. And so they were basically like almost like, like semi-zoning, I would say, those other players. So at the expense of like, hey, if Giannis gives up an open three to a, a, a teammate, we're going to kind of have to live with that. If they, had, they either have to beat us from three or else uh, we're, we're going to end up winning this game. And it paid off for San Antonio. So check this out. The Bucks did shoot 15 of 45 from three. So, you know, 45 points from three. But But look at this. 71% of their of their three-point attempts were wide open, and they only made 28% of those wide open threes. So again, they shot terrible, 28% of those wide open threes. So that gamble did pay off for San Antonio. I was talking to Bruno Passos uh, from Pounding the Rock about this after the game. Uh, I was like, man, I guarantee you Eastern Conference teams that are going to see the Bucks in the playoffs, they're going to keep tape of this night in January uh, for how Pop and a uh, game plan for Giannis. And, and it really affected him. I mean, you could see times where Giannis was frustrated. He would, he would even just basically resort to taking uh, random mid-range jumpers that, are, that he typically doesn't go for. Uh, and so Giannis, you know, uh, was their main scorer. But then aside from that, I mean, like Eric Bledsoe turned back into Eric Bledsoe. I know he had a really good night Saturday, but then he basically eight points on seven shots. Uh, uh, and then, you know, Middleton, 15 points on 16 shots. And then um, off the bench, they had to rely on uh, DiVincenzo and George Hill, who also, you know, took a lot of shots just to get their points. So what did you think about the Spurs' game plan defensively and how it was executed against Milwaukee? This is to me where, like, when people try to come in with the whole narrative about Pop is, uh, you know, you know, maybe uh, they talk about him and his coaching and maybe, you know, it's time to hang up type thing. I point to a game like this and just like, like can any of the other coaches come up with a game plan like this defensively? And I don't know if, if they could have because, you know, he's he's willing to take those risks. Like you said, if they do knock down those threes, then obviously he poor question on that. But, I mean, anytime you have somebody like Marcus against uh, uh, Giannis, you're taking this, but – you know, with him being able to beat him with his speed, but to see if he would to back off him a little bit and kind of dare him. I mean, I think we saw that in the playoffs last year where, uh, you know, he's missing kind of like a, like a, maybe an 18 foot or so jumper. He, he doesn't have that in his game. His three point game seems to be getting a little better, but he's still not as comfortable. And he even said before the game uh, that, you know, he's just going to try to go towards the basket and he's used to getting fouled and he'll just take the contact and, and get his points at the line type of thing. And, you know, so they made him uncomfortable, and that was that was a, a definitely the gamble that, that paid off. And especially when we saw so many of these guys, and, and the Spurs did what they could because we saw them uh, were, were uh, Giannis brought in uh, other other players and, and doubled, and then they tried, they could pass it back out. A lot of times they were missing those open shots. Like you said, a lot of times they would they were pretty good on, on rotations or getting back to those players. But, yeah, so – when he's having a game like that, which still it's it's close to a triple double, but it's still not the numbers that we're used to seeing um, from him, especially his scoring. Then somebody else has kind of got to step up. And I think several players have to step up, and Middleton didn't really do that. That was below his average. Um, you know, Eric Bledsoe definitely way below his average there. So they really did need that help, and they just didn't get it. You know, aside from those those other players you talked about, Divincenzo and, and George Hill. Um, but it, it wasn't enough. And, and it was weird because in Pop's pregame media, he kind of almost like, not predicted this, but he was basically saying, you know, what they did to us on Saturday was almost like one of those rare occurrences. So what, so what he was talking about was like the, the Lopez brothers just basically, they, they were the, they were the X factor in that game Saturday where those, Brooke and Robin were just really excellent for, for Milwaukee, uh, both Brooke starting and then, and then Robin off the bench. And Pop was like, you know, those guys basically played, you know, a really good game, one of their better games that they're going to have. And then also he mentioned how Giannis and Eric Bledsoe shooting from three was really critical. And it doesn't happen that often where they shoot that that well from three Giannis and Eric Bledsoe. So sure 
enough. It's almost like Pop said, you know, that might happen once, but like it's not going to happen multiple times. And you saw that Robin didn't play well off the bench. He had zero points. I, I just look at the box score right now. Uh, Brooke only had eight points. Um, he didn't take that many shots. And then, of course, uh, Bledsoe, you know, two of five from three, uh, three. And then also Giannis, like I mentioned, oh, five from three. So, so it's almost like they really executed this type of game plan also like in Milwaukee, but it just, you know, it didn't work out that way, because, especially because of the, the Lopez's brothers, the Lopez brothers' performance kind of was that X factor. But now, you know, when, when the Lopez brothers, you know, you know, have, have like their normal type of game, uh, you saw what the Spurs were able to do and they were able to pick up that 22 point win. Well, one so, yeah, so, of the yeah. has been playing really well for the Bucks lately. He's been that mm-hmm. guy, you know, he, he had to start for a few games. And I think that was probably that time when, when Middleton was out. So he had to, to start and he was playing well. Then when he went back uh, to the bench, he was playing really well. And so to see him only get three points in 15 minutes was surprising as well. So I think that had, you know, the defense had a lot to do with that as well. I mean, that's probably the lowest uh, point total he's had in, in, in quite a few games because he seemed to be like a regular double-digit um, scorer at, at least for the last month or so. Yeah, for sure. Now, Mike, let's talk about uh, one of these trends that, that we're seeing right now uh, with the Spurs. And, and you know, I, I wanted to call this like, well, they're, they're, it's like welcoming, welcoming them to the modern NBA. You know, I know they get they've, they've gotten, you know, you know, they've gotten criticized over the past uh, two seasons because they've basically been especially me. I've been one of the biggest critics because, I, you know, you know me how I am. I'm very analytical. I'm a, I'm a big nerd that way. I like to see, you know, I know that the value of layups and three pointers are the, are the modern thing in NBA and free throws. And, and it's tough to like read books like like um, like um a sprawl ball by Kirk Goldsberry one summer and then all of a sudden the Spurs are here number one in, in mid-range attempts and all this stuff and and so you just you just see the shot value well the Spurs have changed that in these last 10 games and I, and I really say 10 games because when you start looking at their last 10 games the majority of them they're taking over 33s now lately and, and you're seeing it paint off in the fact that they're, they're no longer behind the ball at mathematically it's like a level playing field right now so I'm going to get into some of these numbers and explain why and then we'll talk about LaMarcus who's kind of who's kind of led the way with this uh, new revolution for the Spurs so in their last 10 games the Spurs are ranked second offensively they're scoring 115.6 points per 100 possessions for the season they're 10th so they're actually back in the top 10 but in the last 10 games second Defensively, they're kind of the same. Uh, for the season, they're ranked twentieth. For these last ten games, uh, it's they're sixteenth. So they made some improvement in the last ten games defensively, but it's obviously you know it's it's cl- closer to where they normally are. Let's look at the threes though, because this is where it's really um, paying off for them. They typically on the season only take twenty seven threes, uh, which is dead last in the league, thirtieth. They make ten point two, which is twenty uh, eighth. You know, not very good, and then, I mean, which is really low. And then they, they shoot they shoot really well for the season. They're shooting thirty seven percent, which is third in the league. In these last ten games, they've increased their threes to thirty one attempts, which is twenty first. So again, it's not last. They're making thirteen point three, which is sixth. And then now they're 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 first in accuracy. Forty two point eight percent of their threes are going in. They're just they're just um, out shooting the league right now. Now here's where the math part works works out for them. Um, the opponents teams typically take thirty four point thirty four point five threes against the Spurs. Um, they make twelve point five. And uh, they sh- they shoot thirty six percent. So really, for the season, the Spurs are every time they walk on the floor, they're they're negative six point nine points from three. They're getting outscored by almost seven points from three. In these last ten games, though, because they're 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 shooting really well from three, but also because they've increased their attempts, they're now plus two point one from three. So they're so the Spurs are no longer walking into a game down by seven points from three. They're actually walking into a game lately in the last ten games up by two points from three, and that's that's huge because you know uh, we can slam the mid range all you want, but that the mid range almost becomes like icing on the cake now because now if you can outscore the team twenty to four from mid range like they did against the Bucks, I think that was the numbers. Then all of a sudden you know that's just extra more scoring that makes you even harder to beat as as to stop as an offense. You know there's 
still their, their their numbers in the paint are looking really good as well because now they're opening up the floor for their drivers like Dejounte, like uh, Demar, like Lonnie, like uh, Derek White. So so a lot of this is paying off the fact that that the team is shooting really well. And and when I say they're shooting really well, every single core rotation player is shooting, um, getting over a point per shot per, per, uh, on threes, which is over thirty three percent, and. The only two that aren't doing that are, are two players are DeRozan and, and Jakob Pertl. And we know DeRozan doesn't take any or, or Jakob that many. Uh, so even guys like DeJounte's picked it up. Rudy Gay's back to shooting his normal way. Uh, Marco Bellinelli sh- shooting back to where he was. We know Patty and Britt have been hot all year. Uh, and then, of course, it's just LaMarcus' improvement. So so real quick, just before we go into LaMarcus specifically, uh, what did you think about those numbers and the fact that these last 10 games are actually ahead now by three when they walk into the, the gym? Yeah, I mean, that's just crazy to see because when you look at the, the record, obviously, more the red, I mean, it, you don't see, like, the direct, I guess, translation, but uh, t- just knowing that it, it's it's swung that, that much, there's obviously things going on, and, and we've seen some of, the, some of the lineup changes and things like that going on, so it's good to see that they're able to, you know, uh, to just uh, seeing players being able to knock that down, I think it helps a lot more. I think it also helps when players that have been – consistently unable to knock down those shots are not getting the minutes they 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 were but um i mean DeJounte is one that i've seen the past couple of games where you know obviously that's not that's usually not something that's like in his wheelhouse but he's been able to comfortably take those shots and a lot of times it'll come against you know what when uh, his defender is is kind of daring him to take that shot and he's knocking it down but he's still getting it i mean lonnie getting more minutes he seems to be able to knock that down with regularity especially when he gets a little bit of space so I mean that can definitely help, but but again it all goes back to I think also you know the one main player that has definitely made a big change in um, in Aldridge. Yeah, so now let's really really focus in here on Aldridge, and he's and he's the reason why the reason why he's so critical to this is because he's one of the Spurs' high volume shot takers. You know, it's not it, it's one thing. Yeah, sure, Dejounte's shooting really well, which that's really good, but Dejounte's not one of their main shot takers. He's not one of the top two guys. Lamarcus is, and that's what's so critical right now about his his increase here. So let's go. Let's really dive into Lamarcus. So. For the season, when you look at his at his um, at his numbers from three point land, um, you know the, the the number that sticks out to you obviously is the accuracy. Uh, let's first start off with makes. He usually makes one three a game, which is fourth on the team. He's average. He's only attempting two point two, which is seventh. So it's like, oh man, he's he's your seventh uh, three point shot taker uh, in terms of attempts, and he's shooting really well. He's shooting forty five point nine percent right now, which is first on the team. I mean, just lights out from three. Now let's go. Let's strip this down to his last ten games, though. In the last ten games, he's making two point one a night, which is third on the team. He's attempting 3.6 threes now in the last 10 games, which is third on the team. And then he's also making, uh, he's second in, in accuracy, 58.3% of his threes are going in. <laughs> Who's actually first is DeJounte in the last 10, 58.8. So again, you, you're seeing your, 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 one of your guys who takes a lot of your shots for your team, he's no longer just banking on these mid-range jumpers or, or trying to go you know, do these post-ups. He's actually taking the, the shot that's worth a lot more, and he's not hesitating anymore. He's actually searching it out more often. There was a play last night where like he pump-faked a, a defender from the Bucks and literally tried to find the three-point and then take the shot took the shot i think he missed that shot but still that just shows you his mentality where he's literally searching for the three right now and you see it he's actually fourth in makes on the team i think i had just tweeted this out before we we got on the spurs cast and so so you're really seeing it paid off paying off for him when you look at his last five games from mid-range he's he's really going away from that shot he's only making 1.6 mid-range shots per game uh and 5.2 attempts from mid-range so normally he takes about 7.4 mid-range shots a game he's at 5.2 so he's still getting you know five mid-range shots a game that, that make him happy as 16 17 footers but the fact that like now he's really really trying to focus on on any of his a lot of his jump shots becoming three which are so much valuable especially where where he's at right now when he's on this really hot rhythm of, of making 46 percent of his threes uh it's, it's just so much more beneficial you look at the 
the restricted area for the team. DeRozan has so much more room to operate. His numbers look look better in, in the paint. Uh, same thing for Dejounte, for for Lonnie, and for uh, Derek White. So so it's really paying off, and a lot of it has to do with what Lamarcus Aldridge's um, shot change. And you know when the other players like Dejounte, Lonnie, um, you know Trey Lyles, when they see Lamarcus taking threes, I mean they, they they're not going to back down and start not taking them. And so you're seeing that increase how it's kind of carried over for the whole team. So go ahead and uh, t- discuss offensively what you thought about Lamarcus's game. Yeah, well, I, I kind of think we started seeing this probably around the Memphis game. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it just seems like his volume went up, and, and that was obviously uh, something that was probably intentional. But it, when his volume went up, obviously he's got more chance to make those, but he's been making them at a pretty high clip. I mean, uh, it was 3 or 5 in that Memphis game, 5 or 6 in the Detroit game, uh, made all four against OKC, and then made 2 or 3 last night. So, I mean, his... His percentage, if you look at his career, I think he's a 30% three-point shooter, and I think this year he's up to 45. But taking just this chunk of, like, these last maybe 10 games, I mean, his his three-point percentage is just way up there. Um, it's something that I didn't expect, but it's almost like it, it was something that needed to happen because with Tamar being a mid-range guy, I mean, Rudy's taking more threes, but he's usually kind of a mid-range or uh, interior for Alan Marcus, it kind of like somebody it, somebody needed to, to change something. They needed to try to unplug that um, at mid range a little bit, and him stepping out and taking those, and he's got that high release as it is already, and so he's got that I think that that advantage where he can maximize that. I remember talking to uh, I want to say it was his first season. I hadn't I mean I had seen him in a few games, but I didn't know what his range was. And I was like, does he have three point range? I saw him <clears throat> knock down a few, and you were like, yeah, that's that's definitely part of his. Um, I guess his offensive repertoire, or whatever. But but now that we're starting to see that a lot more. I mean, his success rate is definitely uh quite a bit up there, and so it's something that I know has changed probably uh public opinion on him quite a bit because yes. he's actually knocking those down. He's actually help, helping them do a lot more, and their offense seems to run a lot smoother now that he's able to add that. And it's like you said, he's still getting his mid range shots. He's still getting his that's the rim, but but he's able to change that and kind of divide diversify his offense a little bit yeah and, and you see it in terms of uh something that's motivating him too is obviously his head coach you know pop went out in the public and basically said i want him taking 10 threes a game if he can i mean that's when your head coach is basically tell, giving you the green light to shoot from from three as much as you want i mean that's that's just huge motivation he's got his teammates constantly um you know giving him praise for that uh how much it opens the lane for the, for them and you just look at it you know you, you just just pause the spurs game on, on a half court offense and, and when, when it's lamarcus is out of the play he's now uh trying to stay out on the three-point arc whether it's in the corners whether it's out out, out on the main wing or above the arc and so that just gives Dejounte, Derek, uh, Lonnie, um, Derek, I mean not Derek, uh, uh, yeah all those drivers so much more room to operate because now they have like four guys just spacing it and those Spurs spread pick and rolls are, are really effective right now for San Antonio I think they're uh, I looked up their numbers and they're they're um they're top 10 in, in, in points per possession on the pick and roll uh, for the ball handler right now so, so they're just scoring really well it, it opens up so much more for Aldridge and, and the reason why you know I, I was more like disappointed when he wasn't doing this was because the fact that like his game it just is so easily ready for this three point revolution. Like his game is very similar to Kevin Love's, and, and the fact that like he sets a pick and he can just pop out to three. Whereas Love does that naturally. Lamarcus would always you know just pop out to eighteen foot, seventeen foot, fifteen foot. And it was like why don't you just go a few steps back and just take just get ready for a three? Now he's doing that. He's when he sets his picks, he's 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 rolling back or popping back to the three point arc, and now he knows that. And, and the offense instead of just kind of lingering around in the mid range when he's when he's not on possession, he's getting ready to go out to the three point arc. You're seeing uh, his their post up attempts are going. 
a, a little bit less uh, game by game too because obviously he's getting a lot he's still getting double teamed in there every now and then but uh you know he just knows the value that he's going to start getting more points and just just more of a uh, efficient efficiency fr- from that three-point line and i mean just his value as a player as, as a big in today's modern nba i mean it's going to help him so much more teams are you know teams are uh it's it's it, you, you already saw coach bud talking about this how much they they, they really respect his three ball because they were they were constantly trying to switch that pick and roll to make sure that Aldridge didn't get a wide open three they were actually trying to take that away milwaukee so imagine how much more that's going to open up for his teammates for himself when he wants to get mismatches in the post or, or inside he's going to have more, more opportunities there now that teams are kind of going to be, start getting scared of his three-point ball so yeah so i think that he's been a huge uh reason why they're playing so well um offensively uh like we mentioned you know overall they are four and four so you know it's not like it's totally great because they're still not you know they're still having some trouble and obviously that still goes on the defensive end i still argue that a lot of it has to do with i think lonnie should be starting i think that's gonna that would help them but you know pop pop's thinking different right now because he went back to Bryn for that last game uh but but for now i mean defense isn't terrible it's not 30th or 28th anymore it's it's now like 16th like we mentioned the last in the last 10 so we'll kind of see what happens with the spurs here going forward but again it's just really good to see them enter this more modern basketball approach philosophy um, offensively uh, into the future so real quick, Mike, before we wrap up this episode, let's go ahead and uh, set a few reminders uh, for Spurs cast listeners. Uh, if you visit ProjectSpurs.com, uh, please check out Benjamin Bornstein's latest work on a prospect watch at Jalen Smith from Maryland uh, is a player that Ben's uh, scouted lately. Uh, Steven, Steven Anderson has his analysis after each and every game. Make sure you check out that. Uh, I've been writing these uh, little uh, pieces called Four Mini Headlines where I kind of take some, some different stats or, or trends that I'm seeing with the Spurs after each game and as a whole uh, for the team and kind of just p- putting out some pieces there on some um, headlines. Uh, Colin Reed uh, had his latest piece called um, "Pushing for Playoffs is the Right Move for the Spurs," basically uh, arguing why it's it's in their best interest to, to continue to try to make the playoffs uh, going forward. And thank you again, Mike, to you for um, for for helping me uh, for for first of all being a guest on this episode of Spurs Cast episode 566, but also for um, for mixing and, and producing this episode as well and editing. Uh, and so, if you're on Twitter, please follow Mike at M Deleon. Again, that's at M Deleon. Uh, for Michael Deleon, I am Paul Garcia. Thank you. Have a great day. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.